You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. Recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal Sanders. And I'm your good buddy Liv. And if you're keeping score at home, this is episode 77. The chocolate thunder flying, robazine crying, teeth shaking, glass breaking, rump roasting, bun toasting, wham bam, glass breaker I am edition. Oh, I'm surprised. I thought this would be the Ashley Madison edition. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did see chocolate thunder himself passed away today. What a bummer, man. What a bummer. I um, He's only 58. uh, Crazy. I um, am not a big NBA fan, but... When I was growing up in the uh, in the late seventies, early eighties, the guys that caught my attention were uh, Dr. J, Moses Malone, and Chalk of Thunder, Daryl Dawkins. Yep, yeah. because they were they were Philly guys and they were uh, New Jersey Nets. Yeah. So there was no TNT. There was no Eddie Johnson. Well, when was I was no a Charles very little Barkley. kid, my first memories were like. Dr. J and Moses Malone, of course, because my first memories of stuff, the 76ers were a dominant team. Yeah. In the very early 80s, you know? Yep. They won the title in 83, I think. They did? Yeah. And and Daryl Dawkins you knew of because of the friggin' breaking of... He's the reason they invented the, the collapsible rims. Yeah. You know? he He was known for busting backboards. In addition to being uh, on the ocean and being a, uh, a geographically attractive place to live, Jersey is also between two major markets. Geographically attractive. <laughs> <laughs> if not physically. <laughs> it's between two geographic yes. markets. So we get uh, living right in the center of New Jersey. Uh, growing up, I got both... Oh, yeah, because you grew up in before. Central Jersey, because South Jersey's like Philly side and Northern Jersey's New York side, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. But 195, the Interstate 195 is the dividing line between yeah. the two markets. We live a mile from 195. So Channel 3 would be Philadelphia ABC. Channel 4 would be New York. <laughs> Channel 6 would be Philadelphia. Channel 7 would be New York. So, depending on what your preference was, you could flip back and forth between the news or watch, you know, different um, sportscasts or whatever. So, we got a lot of Philadelphia sports in addition to the New York sports. And that, like you said, at that time, you know, 10-year-old kid um, paying attention to the box scores, paying attention to the um, newscasts, there was a lot of... Uh, a lot of Philadelphia and a lot of uh, yeah. uh, a lot of New Jersey. See what I always remember because of that. I remember Mo- because that was basically the the big three of Philadelphia it was Mo Cheeks, Moses Malone, and Doctor J. Correct. Yeah, I think Billy Cunningham might have been their coach. Was he their coach? Uh, that sounds about right. All right, that sounds about right. Also, team also featured. Uh, Lloyd World be free. Yes, Lloyd World be free. They were uh, they were good, man. Yeah, that, that was a good team. Yeah, they had some legendary clashes with the Celtics and the Lakers. Yeah, and you didn't you didn't hear much um, negative about uh, about Daryl Dawkins and you know in his post NBA career he hung around. Well, he was like a, um, he was an ambassador, man. Yeah, and like everybody just had great things to say about him. Did and, he do an and, Oreo commercial? I'm trying to think. Oh, I don't know. You I thought he might have done some commercial, you know, because of the whole play on Dunkin'. Okay. I think there might, I don't know if it was Oreos or something, but there was some commercial I think he used to be in, like a food product or something about Dunkin', you know? Because, of course, that's a natural thing to do when you get Daryl Dawkins. But I could um. be wrong. This could just be something I made up. Yeah, Dawkins and Oreos doesn't come up. Yeah. But how about Dawkins and Cookie? Or Dunk- Dawkins and Dunkin' commercial? Who knows? I have no clue. I might have just made it up. 
<laughs> uh, you know what I thought I made up the other day? And and maybe I did because I couldn't find a copy of it. But w- wasn't there a TV commercial with Evil Knievel and he's got like some type of agent or whatever? And, uh, and the, the catchphrase or the tagline is, are you feeling it, Evil? Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't remember that, but it could exist because you know what? I could never find. There used to be a commercial that I used to just think it was a funny song for Wilers. It was like "Stop the World, I Want a Wilers" or something. And I, a couple of years ago, I tried. Maybe it's on YouTube now. But a couple of years ago, I tried to find it. and I couldn't find that commercial. I couldn't even find a reference to it on the internet. You know, unless maybe I'm, I just totally got the jingle wrong and they weren't saying "Stop the World," they were saying something else. Who knows? <laughs> I looked up the Evil Knievel commercial, and there is a series of commercials where he has this agent, like this fast-talking, slick uh, agent, and it's Evil Knievel's in the commercial, Um, uh, Eddie Munster is in the commercial. Well, I remember they had the, yes, the Miller Time commercials. They were Little Caesars. Yes, and they had Jimmy J.J. Walker. You still got it! Right, 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 right. So... I googled Little Caesars, are you feeling it evil? And it didn't come up. It didn't come up. It didn't it, it there was no YouTube of it. So I thought I I thought I dreamt it. Yeah. But I didn't, that yeah. The fact that you know that, that Jimmy Walker was in yeah, it. Yeah, and he's like dynamite. He's like, You're still he's like this schlocky, cheesy <laughs> agent. Right, yeah. right. Slick down hair, like old guy. You still got it. You know, okay, the reason right. I was mixing up with the Miller Time one was because you remember the Miller Time one had Jimmy's product testing service, and the guy's dressed up kind of like Evil Knievel. He had the helmet on. Do you remember those commercials? The Miller Lite commercials? Mi- yeah, it was like Miller Time or whatever. It was Jimmy's product testing service, and the guy's got like a crash helmet on, like like sort of like kind of like an Evil Knievel type of thing, and it's doing all these things like that has nothing to do with the beer, but it's like, oh, the beer's still good or something, you know? Oh, it's a Miller time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Jimmy's product testing service. Yes. yes. All right. I, um, yeah, I don't remember those off the top of my head. I do remember. Yes, I remember taste- those. Were, yes, and there was but- Butch Patrick, I guess. Was it really Butch Patrick? It must have been, huh? The real Eddie, uh, the, the little, guy who played Eddie Munster. <laughs> yeah, the Little Caesars. <laughs> yes, is yes, definitely. Um, is definitely with Butch Patrick. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Daryl Dawkins honeycomb commercial. Oh, that could be it. Let's see. What was this? I. <laughs> we got the YouTubing. The YouTubing's going on here. <laughs> oh gosh. I hate. Yes, they let you skip the ads, but I hate the fact that I gotta watch five seconds of them at all. <laughs> oh man, this is a nine fucking minute. I gotta find it. All right, we're not gonna worry about this right now. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. All right, let's let's keep moving on. If I can find it, just the commercial itself, I'll find it. All right. All right. So so that was it. I just uh, uh, sad news. That, yeah. Uh, well, uh, the transition to other. Oh wait, what's this? Wheeze commercial. An old commercial for Wheeze with the jingle "Eat My Wheeze," sung by sports greats Ron Say, Daryl Dawkins, and Ed White. Who's in it? Ron Say, C E Y. He's a star for the Dodgers in the early '80s. Yes, yeah, yeah, third baseman. And Daryl Dawkins. I don't know who Ed White is. But let's see. He must be at the end. But Daryl Dawkins. Ed White, pro football player, who wants to play for the Redskins because he's got a bogus, an Ursatz Redskins uniform on. Hmm, interesting. But um, did you see Pearl Washington was getting brain surgery today? I heard. I heard. I did see that. It. Um, he's had a he's had a problem for for a while. Oh right? yeah, yeah, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. What exactly? What is it? Uh, I didn't search that far. I just it, know he's getting brain surgery. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't think it's not like brain cancer or anything. No, like that. but I know he's had a problem for a while because when you'd see him, he was always kind of 
for one, you knew there was some kind of problem with him, you know? Yeah. Because I, I remember seeing him before, because I think he had health issues that you knew of before anyway, you know? Um, I don't know if you ever noticed, he, he had a huge scar in his head. So I th- I think he's had this surgery before, or is this like a way more serious? I think this is way more serious, but I, I think it's all related to the same issues. I mean, I think whatever issue you hit, because, I mean, when you'd see, pro- yes, I know he hasn't played basketball in 25 years, but, you know, I think it must have been related to the reason why he was like severely overweight and stuff, you know? Okay. All right. I don't know if it does, but I always thought it might have had something to do with that because he always seemed like he kind of had issues. Yeah. When you would see him, like, doing the games and stuff at the Dome. So I'm trying to figure out what's – I'm trying to track down to see if I get any information on it, you know? Well, he – he went back up there after his NBA – his short-lived NBA career was done, right? Yeah, he – like the surgery was in Syracuse. Okay. Yeah, he like Krauss Heinz or one of those hospitals, you know. He, um, I know for a while he was like the director of recreation or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had some type of job like that. Yep. Um, and basically just kind of became a favorite son kind of guy. Yeah. Well, did you? I, I, I linked to it through Twitter. Uh, you know, Bud Poliquin for the Syracuse.com. He's like the old Syracuse newspapers. He's like their old school columnist guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had the uh, 10 reasons why we love Pearl today. Okay. You know, because of this, it was like talking about how much, you know, because he is beloved in Syracuse. And it's pretty cool. You should look at it. But what... One of my favorites was because he punched Patrick Ewan. (laughs) (laughs) And that explains, like, the circumstances when he friggin' punched Ewan in the gut in the game, you know? (laughs) Right, right. But they had, like, the clip of him hitting the the half-court shot to beat friggin' Boston College that one year. You know, it was pretty cool. But he did it because of the surgery, of course, you know? Right. Um, yeah, I guess it's just a, uh, I guess it's just the, a relapse of a tumor, not just, but yeah, I mean, I wonder if it's a pituitary type of thing or something, you know? Okay. I, I'm just totally blindly speculating right now. So, you know, I mean, not that anybody would follow this show for hard hitting factual information anyway, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I would hold it against me. I would probably say though, that is right. Cause anytime you would see him. Um, you know, he was, he was significantly overweight for, a uh, you know, a world-class athlete, a former yeah. world-class athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, cause he was a slight guy. He wasn't like, you know, a big man. Yeah. I mean, he was like six feet tall. Right. Or something, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> but understandable why he, you know, he was so beloved, I mean, basically, you know, the first big star of the of the Bayheim era, right? Uh first big recruit. Well, I would of of what we remember of it, because if you really, Bayheim's been the coach since like '76 now, right? Yeah, and I guess if you talk about the first real big stars of the Bayheim era, it was uh, Roosevelt, Bowie, and Louis Orr. Right. You know. The Louis and Bowie show. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, I, I mean, he... but that, but that predates us, you know, or anything. Us even watching it on TV. But he's the big star, yeah. Of when you talk about Syracuse becoming the program that it is today, when they were on ESPN and those CBS games every Saturday, and it aligned with the formation of the Big East and the yes, and the like when, it first, when right when it was. Right when it came into its prime, which is that era, you know, 84 through 86. 85 is when three Big East teams go to the Final Four. Right. You know, yeah, that's right when it was, yeah, he was at the crescendo of it. Like when they made that Big East documentary they had on 30 for 30. That's really focusing on that era. Yeah, the mid-80s. Yeah, well, Godspeed, Pearl. Yep. Yep, Godspeed, Pearl. That's what I said. Did you check out the um, the 
The ten things we love about Pearl. Uh, no, but I um I earmarked you ch- it. Just check it out in your free time. You can look at our Twitter feed and okay. see it. All right, cool. Cool. All right. I mean, we don't have to sit here and review that, but it, I'm gonna see if I find that information on him. But if we're gonna talk about Syracuse basketball, we might as well talk about friggin' uh the nemesis to Chris Laughlin, Sparta High. <laughs> the Mustafa day. Diagni. The day Sparta went dark. Yes. You, did you. You didn't respond to me, but I sent you that article over the weekend that came up right that day about the real bullshit about that guy getting. Uh, having to go to the junior college. It's not the Syracuse turned down. The NCAA didn't even turn him down yet. They just have been too lazy to make any statement on his situation. And it all dates to one class he took when he was still in Senegal years ago. Yeah, so he's a um, he's an exchange student that came and lived with a family in Sparta, which is Laughlin's hometown. Yes. And um, Sparta has a uh, has a powerhouse private school called Pope John, and... Pope John the Twenty Third, I believe, technically. Technically, it is Pope John the Twenty Third. Who is the Who is the Pope that led Vatican II? He. It is. Uh, it. It's the. Um, it's the regional Catholic school for that area, but a lot of Sparta kids go there. Um, PJ Higgins, PJ Higgins is a uh, Patrick Higgins. Oh, PJ Higgins is a Pope John Twenty Third kid. Yes, he is. All right. I mean, I knew he went to Catholic school in Jersey, but I didn't know it was that one. Yeah. Yep. All right. He he. I believe he's from Sparta, but he went to um, he went to Pope John, and there's a huge rivalry, and um, he, for the most part, they kind of uh, they kind of ruled the town. Sparta. It's a public school, but it's a pretty wealthy community, so it's definitely yeah, it's a rich not, public school. Yeah, it's not it's not hurting for for resources, but um, typically when it comes to football and basketball, they have dominating programs, and and so this kid came over as a uh, as an exchange student, transferred, lived with a family, not his family, not an adopted family, just a uh, I guess technically it would be like a foster family or a host family. Yes, um, is probably the most accurate. Yes, a host and. Apparently he's a great student. Yep. Stand up kid, not there's no shenanigans whatsoever in terms of his attendance. Like he didn't have to drop out and go to IMG Academy. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Chris uh, McCullough. McCullough. Did. So yep. this is all this is all going back to one single class that he took in Senegal. Yes, and the reason that he had to do what he did was because of his visa, he needs to, he needed to be enrolled in school by August twentieth. And now, since the NCAA wouldn't clear him because of this class, they basically fucked him from going to Syracuse and put him in a position where the only school where he knew he definitely was going to be able to play ball is a junior college because you don't need to go through the NCAA clearance process for that. Now, and it wasn't even that the NCAA wouldn't clear him. They just tabled it. Yeah, like they that's the problem. They they have a problem in this class that they just never got to him yet. They're just like, fuck it. We didn't get we didn't get to you yet, you know? Man, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's total horse shit. You know, it's like and then you know who's been going off about this? He's a good guy to follow on Twitter, Jay Billis. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, he's been going off about this. I think he was even he, N- Troy Noon's um, link to it the other day. I think he might have been on the radio in Syracuse or something talking about that issue. Okay, with uh, particularly him because he's been gone because they have a guy for Kansas who they're doing the same bullshit with. But he uh, he even retweeted an article from April that one of the uh, Syracuse dot com journalist wrote about the uh, difference between. Or the NCAA trying to explain the difference between Syracuse and the UNC thing, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because his whole point is 
Well, if they claim they don't care about class selection and stuff, why are they holding up these kids over class selection? You know, basically the whole hypocrisy of the bullshit. The NCAA claims it's not their role to decide what academics, you know, what academics are acceptable. That's the school's role. Yet the school checks out a kid like Syracuse and they're like, oh, okay, Mustafa, he's fine. He can come here. And like in that article, I don't know if you had read it or not, but the coach even talks about, yes, we we worked along with Syracuse to see exactly what he needed to do, and he did what he needed to do, you know? Right. But but at the same time, the NCAA charges every fucking guy, that every athlete that's going to play NCAA sports has to pay $70 to the NCAA clearinghouse, you know? And it really kind of screws over the kids in the lower economic echelon, like the AKA the ones that play revenue producing sports, right? Cause All they the- get higher scrutiny and they kind of, you know, and they should be prioritizing them. Whereas like the kids who are, you know, play non-revenue sports for the most part, you know, if you look at what are non-revenue sports at college, Sports that are played by rich kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And these guys are getting their pass right through and all this. Meanwhile, there's like no – the fact that they do it at all he thinks is hypocritical. But then on top of it, you're not even going to prioritize it to take care of these guys that are playing in the sports that they deem the most – that are the most scrutable, you know, most scrutinizable or whatever. Right, right. You know, it's, it's freaking outrageous. Yeah. It's a joke, and it's just another example of, of the misguided hypocrisy. And you know yeah. what? One step closer to the eventual breakaway of you know of the big yeah. five conferences saying, "Listen, it's not going to be worth it because this is going to be this is going to happen to Nick Saban next time. You know, this yeah. is going to happen to." Les Miles next time. This is going to happen to Jim Harbaugh next time. And they're going to say, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. This isn't it. This isn't it. We're going to go. We're going to go take care of this on our own. Yep. And we're getting a double fuck because of they just punish Syracuse, you know? Right. So they get more scrutiny. And and like, you know, yes, of course you want to be like, that sucks for our basketball program. What I really feel bad about is the kid. Because he's really getting screwed, you know? He's going to go play at some, what, Northwest Florida State or some bullshit junior college, you know? Think about think about what this kid's had to overcome just to get to this point. Yeah. You know, to, to get a visa initially to come to the States. Yeah, he had to overcome beating Laughlin Sorry at Sparta High basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> Although they are the alma mater of uh, of Ohio State product, Chris Gent. Oh, Chris Gent. Damn, that's a blast from the past. As a matter of fact, I th- I want to say Chris Gent is the high school coach at Sparta. Okay, say it. He's the high school coach at Sparta. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it feel so good to get it off your chest? <laughs> Uh, he is an it's American. a recurring brain tumor that uh pearl has okay. referencing back to our earlier story all right Krauss hospital is where he's getting it done right there basically at the foot of the cuse campus i know it well i know it well yeah uh chris gent is the uh Head basketball coach of the Bakersfield Jam, which must be oh, okay. a D League school. I yeah, mean, yeah, we uh, I, there's been a couple of Syracuse guys that play for the Bakersfield team, I think. Yeah, D League team. Um, let's yeah. see. Did McNamara play for them at one time? I don't know. I know a couple of. I know at least one guy from recent Syracuse history played for the uh, Bakersfield team. Uh, let's see. While you're talking about that, I'll tell you. Pearl Washington was diagnosed and treated for a brain tumor in 1985. The extracted tumor 20 years ago proved to be benign. So they they have done this a surgery like this before. I wouldn't uh, be. Sick. Now he's got a cancerous tumor. Oh. Yep. 
Oh, that's no good. Yep. Uh, well, I guess I screwed up because I didn't do the proper hashtag when I posted our thing. The proper hashtag is prayers for Pearl. What'd you do? I just did no hashtag. I just... I just did. You blew it. I just said, Godspeed, Pearl, Godspeed, and posted that Oh, one. you did? <laughs> yeah. Sweet. <laughs> All right, very good. <laughs> but I can go edit the tweet now to add the hashtag. I think that might be necessary, huh? I would say so. This is like how the sausage is made. <laughs> and this isn't even this isn't even like first class sausage. This is like this is like the homemade Polish sausage that you get in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, where I used yeah. to live. Yeah. Hanging just like that. Hanging in the window. Nobody buys it. <laughs> <laughs> Sits there forever. So, um, the, the intertwining lives and times of Chris Gent, uh, Chris Laughlin. He can't even edit tweets. Oh, well. Mustafa. How do you say his last name? I don't know. Diagne? I don't know. Maybe the G might be silent. I have no clue, but I... I'm thinking it must be like Diagne or something like that. Um, who have we had? Who have we had uh, players of African descent? Oh, Quest Dwayne. Dwayne's. Yes. So, no, no. Quest Dwayne is the, but he's from Sudan, I believe. Oh, we only had one Dwayne, right? Yeah, uh, Dwayne Dwayne, I think, went to Indiana. Uh, could be. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? All right, yes. Um, you have said something, and it sounded like it was a cutout. No, I just I cut myself off because... Yeah. Um, so... So is he done? I mean, he doesn't come back to Syracuse from this, right? Well, Can he say- even play this year? What's that? If he enrolls in a junior yeah, college, he, he'll play two. If he, you know, he says he'll go to another Division One, not another, but a Division One college eventually. I guess he's, I guess they're thinking he's not the type of guy that's ready to go to the NBA because you could go to NBA after the first year of junior college or after the second year if you want. But they say ideally he's going to go to a Division One college, but by that time he might not even be on Cuse's radar anymore. Who knows? Can he? You know? Can he play for Syracuse he can play at the this Juco. year? No, 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 Syracuse. No, that's that's done. Because he's enrolled in the JUCO. Yeah, and Syracuse has already started classes or is starting classes this week. I think. Yeah, they must be starting classes on Monday. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what because I knew they yeah. hadn't started classes yet, so I thought. Yeah, he enrolled in that other school, and they still never made up a decision. They basically fucked him, and he needed to enroll in somewhere. He didn't want to enroll in Syracuse, if you know, because I think who's the guy? The other, the kid on the team right now. Who's the guy on the? There's a. Isn't there an African kid on the team? Yeah, Chinoso Aboko, I think it is. Yes. He. He enrolled but wasn't able to play the first year over some bs like that you know okay because i think because he was from rochester but he was like a transfer from like africa too you know right right so he had the same type of issue but he enrolled and everything but but i I don't think this kid did not want to play i mean because i mean you only you know time's fleeting man you only have so many years to to do that shit you know right who wants to waste a year sitting around waiting for the ncaa to make up their mind you know so that leaves us with 10 scholarship players yes including uh coleman who's coming back from two years of injury yep Abaco. Yeah, so, and he's a he's a wild card. We don't know what Colvin's going to be like at this point. Right, Abaku, who is a what a junior? Yeah, I think he'll be a junior this year. He didn't play much last year. Yeah, he's pretty slight, you know. Yeah. Um, 
On the bright side, one of the bright sides when it first came out was, well, it'll solve the issue. Who's that kid? Tyus Battle, the kid that committed? Yes. You know, because they were like, well, where are they going to find that scholarship? It's right. like, well, it'll solve that issue <laughs> next year, you know? Right. right. <laughs> I mean, if nobody decides to if nobody decides to leave the team, you know? Uh, I guess technically we're only going to have nine eligible scholarship players because we took a transfer from yeah that, that guy yeah Chowoku or whatever yeah he's Chukwu. yeah he's gonna be sitting out the year yes right so nine's go oh boy yeah oh boy but hmm. uh let's see our season tickets went on sale the other day for basketball already uh really already yeah, this is an article from August 24th, which is Monday. Syracuse season tickets for Syracuse men's basketball team will go on sale on Tuesday at 10 a.m., according to a press release from the university. Hey, what's the latest with the um, with the stadium? There's been no word about the stadium since there was the whole hubbub about the stadium, you know? Yeah. I, asked- I think now that they got the new AD in there, they're going to let all that shit sell down. That might become one of his big projects, but I think that was more of a Daryl Gross thing, you know? Okay, all right. Cause I, asked- I, I wouldn't be surprised. I asked the kid who, who goes up there. Um, the kid. You know, the kid I did work with this summer. I worked yeah, with this yeah, summer. I know. He, yeah. um, and, and if you want to know something about the Syracuse community, the last person you should ask is a student. <laughs> oh, yeah, the actual community, of course. Right, because they know nothing. Totally cut off, like they're in their own little world. Yeah, they know nothing. So he wasn't sure. Um, he he had a couple ideas, but they weren't based in reality or fact. So um, I kind of just kind of dismissed his input which wasn't much to begin with anyway but um i hadn't heard anything since the last time we talked about it and i guess that's why huh yeah i mean because i because obviously it's going to take a lot of uh help from the government because that was what the whole deal was you know you remember they were friggin' politicians were coming up there and they were trying to sweet talk them oh that's right the amount of money it would take to actually get that thing built it was all part of like revitalizing an area about two miles away from campus, wasn't it? Like way down the hill down there. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I think it was north of campus by some. There were housing projects or something. Yeah, but it was. Were. Yeah, but it was, yeah, it was down. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It wasn't in like whatever that Cantor corridor is. It was off of that. Yeah, it was like in some kind of formerly industrial bullshit, huh? Yeah. Um, it was, um, yeah, you're right. There were politicians all involved. It was kind of like True Detective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you uh, end up watching that? Yeah, I watched the whole thing, which, you know, like I'll say it. Who the fuck was Stan and why did we care? Um, you got to remind me who Stan was. Exactly. You remember that episode? They killed Stan. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, he was one of he was one of Vince Vaughn's, Vince Vaughn's crew. But it was like it was like well, who the fuck was Stan? <laughs> <laughs> You're right, man. There was so much like fluff, chuffa. Uh, and trying to follow along with all the fucking conversations and who the hell they're talking about. And what the fuck's going on? The three cops made it a lot harder to follow because there were definitely three storylines that were difficult to keep up with outside of the main storyline. Yeah. Like, did he... Well, spoilers. Spoilers. If you haven't seen it already. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, the finale aired weeks ago, so fuck off. And it's on demand. Come on. Yes. Get with the program. If you really care about it. Just like I won't get pissed if you give me any spoilers for Breaking Bad, Mad Men, anything. Because I've never watched any of that shit. And if I haven't seen it by now, fuck it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. I haven't watched um, I haven't watched the Game of Thrones yet. Yeah, I haven't watched any of that. So, so- you can give me every spoiler in the world for Game <laughs> of Thrones. And it will not mean anything to me because I have no context. <laughs> um, so oh, like- they killed everybody. Oh. 
So I, I was like, did he kill the guy? Didn't he kill the guy? Um, what's his name? Uh, Colin. I want to say Colin McGregor, but that's not his name. What's his name? Colin Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. I was like, did he kill the rapist? Didn't he kill the rapist? Well, he killed the wrong rapist. Well, then I was like, did he really kill the wrong rapist, or was didn't he kill him? Like, it was just hard to follow along until he was like, I killed him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, yes. And like, um, you almost didn't even need Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Like, just enough's enough. I, it got my attention, and I, I held in there for a while because I remember watching uh, True Detective Season 1 thinking, everybody's off their fucking rocker because this sucks. <laughs> and it took three or four episodes before it got good. Yeah, and this one later, like, episodes 5, 6, and 7 were a lot better. Because shit was happening. Yeah. You know, like five and six particular, but then like the last couple episodes at the end, it's like, ah, they still ended kind of shittily, you know? And I don't know if part of that also might have been like, because Jacob and I talked about this, getting the pressure to, because I guess he was accused of, uh, Pizzolatto was accused of kind of being like uh, too misogynistic in the previous one, you know? Oh, really? In the first, yeah, because it was all male centric, you know. Every, you know, they had lots of tits and everything. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You okay. know, they were, right. and the way this one ended, where the women are the ones who survive and everything works out for them, you know. Right, right. I mean, like, yeah, you don't expect everybody to survive, but it was just, I don't know, it was kind of a shitty ending. I kind of respected the fact that. That he didn't rest on his laurels, like he didn't use the same story um, telling mechanisms that he did in the first one, like um, you know he didn't use the same story arcs. Like there were definitely he changed the game, and I thought that was cool because he could have went back and done you know a flashback tale of yeah you know of of a cop sitting in front of a. Well, the way he did this one, I heard, was he got the ending first and then worked backwards. Okay. You know, he was like, that's the, which was different than the way he did the original one. Okay. Yeah. This one, he had his, he came up with his climax and then he just worked it all backwards. But they had a lot of shit that made no sense. Like, you don't hear too much about Vince Vaughn's problem with his father or anything. You don't know any background about him uh, having an issue in the hood as a young guy, but when he's like dying in the desert, he's hallucinating all that bullshit. Right. Where it's the dad yelling at him and then the group of black guys who are calling him Larry Bird or some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a scene early on, and this is this is where it I I think it got it was problematic because like there was just so much minutia. He has a conversation with his wife and she's like, I bet you don't want to adopt this kid because you know, like he, you, you'll see yourself in this kid, you know, but that's why we should adopt this kid, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of picked up on the fact that he had kind of like a rough childhood or whatever, but there was just way too much of that shit all the time. Yes. Like, was the missing girl that they found, was she one of the chicks that they had seen at a park? Like, there were just way too many people. Yes. I couldn't keep track of them. I couldn't keep track of them. And they had people who looked alike, which always confuses me. Yes. And the the other issue was, speaking of, like, him and the wife, they had the... um, the whole thing where they go and visit, I guess, Stan's widow and his kid, you know? Was it, I guess that was Stan's widow and kid? You remember that episode? It was like, it might have been the second to last one. Yes, he ta- and then he goes and he sits and, with and him. he talks to the kid outside, and like, I'm watching, I'm thinking, oh, I guess he's going to take this kid under his wing. And then nothing ever becomes of that. Right. After right. this whole thing, they built up the whole series, 
where they were all worried about having kids and shit and how she was going to get them pregnant. And then like, oh, okay, this is what they're going to do. So she can't get pregnant. They're going to adopt this fucking kid or something. Right. And then nothing ever comes of that again. How stupid was that? Yet they f- he felt the need to force in the backstory of Nails. I don't know if you caught that because so there's there's his hench his right hand henchman, you know who ends up taking the 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 yes the yes wife yes is nails. All of a sudden he has the biggest yes. All of a sudden in the last couple episodes he's the most important guy around. And Vince Vaughn grabs him and he goes, "Hey nails, I can count on you, right?" And he goes, "Yeah." Do you remember when you found me? And he's like, "Yeah." shot through the head with a nail gun yeah <laughs> you know like yes i i put two and two together i figured out that he was like a badass loyal henchman like you didn't have yeah. to you know spell it out for me like let that shit go yeah but um you know i'm glad i watched it, it you know it was entertaining i thought Karen, colin farrell was pretty good it wasn't until the third episode that i realized that that was rachel mcadams Yes, yes. It wasn't until the fifth episode that my dad pointed out to me that that was um, Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> oh, yeah, the uh, the closeted cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the motorcycle cop. Woodruff. Woodruff. Yes. Which, yes. like... I didn't watch the Friday Night Lights TV show. Oh, okay. But, he was a good... But uh, but when, I first, when the show first came on... Uh, you know, it was like, oh, you might recognize him from Friday Night Lights, you know. I was like, oh, okay. And, like, he was a major character, but did you even need him? No, you really didn't. You know? And then, like, uh, what else was I going to say? What What did they do? Oh, I don't know. I was going to say something, but I forgot now. I'll probably come later, but who cares? It doesn't even matter anymore. Oh, yeah. the stupid thing, like, the whole thing where, you know, Colin Farrell is... Uh, you know, he's got to get out of there, but he stops by the fucking school. I mean, yes, I know it's your kid and everything, but how stupid was that? Right. You know, these guys, are, I don't know. Uh, and did the wife, did the wife know the whole time that he was the father? No. You, don't you remember? At the, that was, she thought, because that's what ruined the marriage, basically. Yeah, yeah. More so than him. I think from what I got... Her being raped, A, the combination of the rape and then him going out and, you know, he couldn't get over it. He killed that guy, you know, and she, you know, she obviously spirals down because every time they show him when he's with her, you know, he's Mr. Clean Cut Cop, you know. Right, right. And now he's like this scumbag. But uh, I thought when she was demanding a paternity test, you know, and and he didn't want to take it because in the back of his head, he had the fear that. It wasn't his kid either. You remember? I mean, yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I followed all that. And I thought that, was but actually, that's the very last scene or whatever is her getting the results, and it proves that it is him. But for some reason, I thought there was a post date, uh, or or a back date on the test. Like, yeah, I mean, she might have been holding off on it because she might not wanted to know, possibly. Okay. But I think she kind of breaks down because she's kind of like, well, I fucked up, you know. Well, that's what I thought. I thought that she knew it, and she just, you know, she was just bluffing to get See, him. See, I don't know. It leaves you in doubt whether she knew it or what, you know. Yeah, which which is cool. I don't mind when a yeah. when a show does that. You know, it kind of it kind of takes it on to an, like another level, meta. But I mean, as the, kids the say. thing about that that kind of sucks is like, oh man, that really sucks because that whole guy, that guy's whole life was basically fucked up. Because of the shit that happened to her with the friggin' guy who's in prison now. And then compounded with the fact that, like, there was discord over the power, over the fatherhood of the child, you know? Yeah. Over the paternity, you know? I think, um, I think it'll, it'll kind of, it'll, it'll season well. I think people, yeah. you know, will kind of appreciate it more and more as, as time goes on. Because yeah. either, Either it's going to come back with a third season that people are going to eat up, or they're not, at this point, they're not going to give it a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they killed Stan. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. That's kind of like the, the, 
the overriding theme was that there was just way too much stuff that didn't matter. Yeah, and they were having so many dense conversations, different ones per episode. There were too many storylines. Like the first one was so much better, you know, yeah. because it was like it was one basic tale. It was into an the whole story was about this investigation that took place 20 years earlier. Right. You know, this is like everybody like when I only start watching it once because I was watching HBO Go. So I only got into it after people had watched after it had been on a few weeks. So I watched it. and I was like, wait, Vince Vaughn's just some bad guy. He's not actually one of the detectives. Right. <laughs> right. I thought it was going to be Colin Farrell and Vince Vaughn as the two detectives. That's so kind of totally how it was sold. Me off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Eh, what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's nothing. Don't cost nothing. Yep. Um, what else we got? What else? What else? Well, what else? I got a couple other things. Um, we're, I mean... I don't know. We chatted for a while before we started getting going. So maybe we're at like forty minutes now, forty-five minutes. We're four. We're about thirty-seven on this call, and I think the last one was twenty-three minutes. So I'm gonna guess might have fit, might have been fifteen minutes dedicated to the actual show out of those twenty-three minutes. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes about that makes about uh, about forty, right? Forty-five. Okay. So we're 35, and the last one was 23. Yeah, um, I don't know. I got a couple, just real some some real minor things um, that we can kind of wrap up with. But okay, it sounds like you got some other stuff. Well, I mean, you said you had a something, I guess, geographically interesting to me. Oh yes, yes indeed. I um, I have pushed back. My uh, my half marathon. Okay. My um, my training partners have requested um, that we pick a new date. They have a conflict, so I respect that. And it was going to be a tough. When was it supposed to be? September twentieth. Okay. All right. And I'm in pretty good. I'm in a pretty good spot. I'm a lot slower for some reason than I was um, when I trained last time. I'm a little heavier, which doesn't make any sense, but I am. So um, that is the downside. The upside is that I learned how to stretch. I learned how to get the right shoes. So like, I don't have any of of like the feet or leg or just general soreness that I had before. So it's like a trade-off. Yeah. I had I have to work on that Saturday and that Monday. I'm off on the Sunday of the race, but the race is in DC and um the travel down there and travel back would have sucked, but I was going to do it because one, I didn't want to quit and two, uh I'm doing it with my sister and and um, her husband, but they had called me yesterday and were like, Hey, listen, you know, we don't want to crap out on this thing, but you know, we have a conflict and life would be much easier if we picked a different one to run. Now, the downside to that is the appeal of the 20th. Um, in addition to a couple personal reasons, which made that date attractive. It's also before the Syracuse trip. Yes, the week before. Yeah. So I'll be done, and I won't have any issue with training because it's going to take me about a week to recover from the Syracuse trip. Just I'm not even anticipating a lot of debauchery. Just the driving, you know, the not sleeping in my own bed, the you know two or two and a half days of boozing, not eating right, like whatever. I'm forty something years old. It takes a little time to recover from something like that. Trust me. I'm all about that. <laughs> so that's a week that puts me back. And I'm a progress, for the sake of progress kind of guy. If I miss a week, I feel like I have to start back at, um, you know, start back at, at ground zero. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I wanted to have... All of my social obligations after the race, um, 
but I was looking at some potential races, and there is a a half marathon. I think it's a marathon and a half marathon. In, yeah, yeah, I in know New, what you're talking about. In New yeah. Orleans. Uh, is November, it like in January or February? No, November 21st. November 21st, okay. Because I think they do one, they might do one earlier, or a few years ago they did, but they might have multiple ones now, you know? Was, is it one of the rock and roll things? Smoothie King. Well, yeah, that's here. But it's not on the rock and roll no, series? No, 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 no. All right, because that, that might be the one they do in the in the, in the the winter, like in the new year. Because I know they have the rock and roll marathon series here too, you know? It's called the Big Easy Running Festival. Okay. Sponsored by Smoothie King. It's Oh, it's only the second annual. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I knew they did multiple ones. I just remember because a friend's bachelor party a few years ago in 2013, which was like in January or February, we were down the quarter. It was full of people to run that marathon slash half marathon the next day. Okay. The one I'm referencing. Got it. You know. All right. So I have, All right. I have a couple questions um, before we even get into the relevant questions um so the it goes west bank um by oakwood across the crescent city connection it what is that that's a huge bridge over the river i mean if it's gone to the west bank yeah it must be crossing a bridge it does it does nobody's run a marathon on just on the west bank alone no it starts in the west bank on um Terry Parkway, Oakwood okay, Center. Yeah. What is it, Terry Parkway and what center? Oakwood Center. Yeah, okay, the mall. Yeah, Oakwood Mall. Okay. Yeah. And then the first two miles are uh, on the West Bank side. Yeah. And then it crosses, it uh, looks like uh, Route 90. Yeah, that's the Crescent City Connection. Okay. And then. That's it- actually, see, I don't run. But that would be a really cool thing to run across. Okay. My question is, is there a ton of incline? I mean, just up to the bridge, but most of it's going to be flat. It's New Orleans. Okay. That's what I thought. Uh, I figured. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you'll have an incline, obviously, running up to the, br- you know, whatever, and the, the friggin' two miles up to the bridge. But then, basically, it'll be all downhill after once you, once you start heading down the bridge, you oh, know? Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Then it goes uh, over the bridge to Grandma's house, uh, like Howard Street. Howard, yeah, yeah. That's it goes around like a little circle, Camp Street, Lee Circle. Okay, it goes around Lee Circle, then up Loyola Ave. That's one of the monuments they're trying to take down. Oh right, 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 right. It's a Robert E. Lee statue, Lee Circle. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I know exactly where you're coming from. You go to. Cross the bridge, you're going to come down, get off an exit, go around Lee Circle. Go to Loyola. And you're going to turn on the Loyola. Yep. All right, and then probably Poitras and end at the Smoothie King Center at some point. Uh, All right, obviously, they got to wrap it, you know, to make 26 miles out of it or 13.1 or whatever. Yeah, so there's a little park, St. Philip, uh, Basin Street, Rampart. There's a little park right there. Okay, let me look at the route. What's there. it called? What's this? It's a bigeasyrunfest.com slash maps. Okay. All right, I'm getting there, getting there, getting there. Maps. Loading. Working, working. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Smoothie King, Big Easy Running Festival. All right, so you start down at the mall. All right, which one's the? Oh yeah, St. Philip's the street. That's just a little, little park right there. I know where that is. Now what's the? Now what is the half marathon route? What what's going on here? So where does the half marathon end? So the half marathon goes up uh, on Orleans, Orleans Ave. Yeah. To City Park. Yes. It turns around in City Park, comes back down Orleans, 
then to oh this is the half marathon yes and of course it's going to end at the smoothie king center what's the smoothie king center is that the basketball arena yeah 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 see the pelicans must have something to do with this because it's got their colors okay you know yeah yeah that's their colors blue gold and red you know yeah that's the right next to the superdome which might no it was there the last time you were here Yes, it's like uh, it looks like a big white elephant kind of thing. Yeah, well, it looked like literally a big white. Up- That's why I used to call it because there was nothing in there but a super minor league hockey team for about five years. It was so I used right to off call the- it a white elephant because I was like, it's a white elephant, like a waste of money. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's right off the highway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's downtown. That's the CBD. Okay. Central Business District. All yeah, right. I mean, I figured it would end there, but I'm sure they'll have like a big old concert and all kinds of big old party out there in Champion Square. I bet you that's where it'll end. Champion Square is the it's a big old gathering area next to the Superdome. They now have concerts and shit there now. It's like a, you know, it's a since the rebuilding of the dome thing, you know. It, so that's what I'm sure it's going to be a big party down there. All right. That sounds cool, actually. Hmm. You can do a 5K start at Champion Square in the CBD. Yes. All right. So it's relatively flat. It looks like it's uh, out and back, which I kind of like. Yes. New Orleans is very flat. There's no hills here. So I'm really thinking about that. Here's the downside is that... um, well, the upside is a Saturday. Um, so that would still so give you the repair before you got to get on a plane. That Well, it, the Sunday sucks because then that means we can't do anything Saturday. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yes. But for something like this, um, on a Saturday, that would still leave Sunday. You know, to do something. And it'll be NFL Sunday. Um, Like, I'm pretty sore the next day, but, like, not, I don't have to lay in bed. You know, I can get up and go out. Yeah. I gotta check the football schedules. Well, there probably wouldn't be a game. Well, I gotta check the Saturday schedule. The two-lane football schedule. Oh, that's right. You're a season ticket holder. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a big deal if you were here. I would give the tickets to my brother and tell him to go with my dad. What is that? November 21st? Yeah. Yeah, they're out, they're out of town, so that's good. They're at SMU. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kicking around this idea, and I wanted to see if that's uh, – because I want to get down there. I want to check out your place, and I owe you uh, at least one visit. Yeah. Uh, you will... And I have a bed. I have a spare bed. Well, there you go. A spare bedroom. Perfect. It's got orange sheets on it. Nice. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm throwing that out there as a possibility. You want to know why the bed has an orange sheet on it? Um, I'll tell you why. Humor, I'll humor you. Why? I mean, I guess I can say it since, hell, that's going to go on this weekend. They do a thing called Midsummer Mardi Gras. You know, and it's this weekend, actually. But I never do it. But a couple of but. I'm going to do it again this year because it goes from Oak Street, and you probably want to reference a map because you like that. They start Oak Street and, and march down to Palmer Park and then back to Oak Street. Well, I'm probably just going to join it at Palmer Park because that's like three blocks away from my house. Okay. But uh, about two or three years ago, a friend of mine invited me to a party at his house for because everybody dresses up in costumes and stuff. Last year I did, I didn't dress up in a costume. But he was like, let's do – you dress up whatever you want to be. He's like, I'm having a party at my house for midsummer, Mardi Gras, and then we'll march down there. And he's like, the theme's togas. So I went to Marshall's or Steinmart or whatever, and I uh, I bought a orange queen-size sheet set so I could have an orange toga. <laughs> and that's why I have an orange queen-size sheet on my bed. I don't know what happened to the toga sheet. It might be in the trunk here, but the problem is the top sheet. But the problem is I have a puzzle I finished on sitting on top of it, so I can't open the trunk. Wait, you <laughs> went to the party already? 
the party two years ago when I wore the orange oh, toga. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. All right. All right. Yes. What's this, this year? The theme is tie dye, so I'm thinking about going to buy some tie dye stuff tonight, which is one of the reasons why I was like, "We well, gotta do it now or later," because I gotta go to the store, and I'm thinking about making an orange tie dye shirt. You know. Okay. Where is the park you? Um... Uh, that is a Saints bye week too. Palmer Park, P A L M E R. It's at Carrollton, Carrollton and Claiborne. Got it. Oh, well, I was way off. Why well, were? I was up by. Uh, I was all the way up in uh, by City Park. Ah, oh, yeah, Mid yeah, City. Yeah. You'll be running down the City Park when you do this. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um. And you know what? The weather will be nice in November here. Okay, that was my other question: is what's the what's the temperature like? I mean, it might, sometimes it can get cold, but generally it's just mild. Like 60s? You know? Yeah, it might be in the 60s. Okay. I mean, I'm looking that up right now to give you an idea. I know the coldest average month in New Orleans generally is, uh, I think, January, and, and the average is 52. Okay. So the thing is... The way the weather works here, occasionally you can have really cold days, and then the next day it could be fucking hot. Right. You know, that's right. that's New Orleans winter for you, you know? Yeah. Now, it's... The average... Okay, sorry, go No, on. no, go, because t- we're still talking about the same thing. Go ahead. Yeah. All right, well, I'm looking at the average. The month of November is characterized by falling daily high temperatures, with daily highs decreasing from 75 degrees to 67 degrees over the course of the month. Exceeding 83 degrees or dropping below 55 degrees only one day in 10. So there you go. It's okay. mild weather. All right, cool. That's perfect weather in my opinion. That is perfect weather. Um, now, is that also something that a lot of people would pay attention to in running through, uh, you know, New Orleans? What, you're worried about the press following you? <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 but it's much, uh, it's much better when, um, you know, there's people paying attention, cheering you on, you know? I mean, I don't know the whole route, but they seem like they're running you through the heart of New Orleans, you know, where people are going to be anyway, you know? Yeah, that's... I mean, I don't know if there's going to be people everywhere, because, I mean, it's a marathon, and it's not the Boston Marathon, it's a two-year-old marathon, but I think a lot of people probably have friends come out for it or whatever, you know? Yeah, like, but would your crew be like, hey, you know, hey, what are you doing on Saturday? Uh, I live on, um, I don't know, pick one of the streets that they run past. I, re- I, re- I live on Basin. Yeah. Why don't you come out to my house because I'm going to have a bunch of people over. Like what? I don't know. Maybe if somebody actually lived along the route, maybe they would. Okay. I don't know. All right. Cause I've never had that offer put out to me though before. Okay. Because that it, you know? it, it's something you would do. But here. but if you came down here and did it, I'd go out there and rally for you. I might get some people try to get some people to come because people might want to at least go downtown and wait for you to come down there. Yeah. Well, because because the, what they usually do. I mean, I don't know if they do this everywhere, but every race in New Orleans has a big party at the end. Yeah. 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 I mean, from what I know. Boston Marathon doesn't have a big party at the end. It's no, no. People finish the Boston Marathon, they got to go to bars. Yeah. No, but this seems like it's um, it's specifically set up to have some type of celebration. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was saying about Champion Square, because Champion Square is a big party area. Right. You know, and that's what I'm sure they're going to have. I bet you it's got stages. Like, they have concerts out there, like real concerts. Like, friggin', you know, who played? That's where... Wheezy, Lil Wayne's playing there tomorrow. The 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 Louisiana Festival. Okay. You know, like it's like real concerts. They have a big stage and stuff. You know, they can fit. I think I think capacity is supposed to be like eight thousand maybe for it. Okay. You know, so so I guarantee you that's what's going to go down there when you get to the end of that race. They're probably going to have a band playing that stage and all kinds of beer and people going crazy. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a great time regardless. Okay, you know? all right, cool, cool. And cool. I think I could convince, and I know people that are living downtown now. Like, I have a couple of friends that have just moved down there in the past couple of months, you know? Okay. 
that actually makes it more convenient for me to get in touch with them or something. Right. You know, because that's the big problem with downtown is like, you know, you got to get all the way down there and base operations bullshit. You know, you know what I'm saying? I hear you. I hear you. But um, I'd say I'm pushing for you to come do it, man. You got a, a room to stay in at my house. You know, we can even barbecue out in my backyard. All right, sweet. All right. Um, um, that's the front runner right now. That's the front yeah. runner. Um, all right. I'm not living in a palace or anything. No, that's okay, man. Hospitality is like all I require. Hospitality is all I require. Yep. Um, okay, so that's it. That was the big. Uh, that was the big ticket item on my agenda. The other stuff is. Um, is a it's the week before Thanksgiving, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So what I would probably do is take. This is why it's good. Is I would kind of take that week off, um, and not lose much. In, yeah, because it's Thanksgiving anyway. Yeah, and I'd go right up to the Poconos, which I never give myself, you know, some some rest and relaxation time. Yeah. And this would be uh, this would be God knows you've earned it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, what you've been working for like three whole months now, you've earned it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> what are you greek <laughs> i've worked three months i'm ready for retirement <laughs> it's all right the germans will take care of me <laughs> um I gotta Give me some, smear some more olive oil all over <laughs> my disgustingly hairy body. <laughs> <laughs> well, then on that note. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, good stuff, Livy. Good stuff. Yes. Defend Nola, right? All right. All right. All right. Then on that note, man, uh, with apologies to Girk's brother, we'll see you guys next week. Buenas noches, Fredo. Thank you.